You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday at 5 p.m. on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, everyone. It is now 5 o'clock here at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario, and you are listening to Campus Beat. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen, and I have the great pleasure to welcome two very fine individuals. We have Stuart Langley as well as J.P. Dobson from the Pathy Fellowship here in studio with us today to chat all about this great fellowship and opportunity for our listeners out there. Welcome to CFRC today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Now, before we get into everything, JP, I understand uh, there's been a name change. This what you've been here before talking about the fellowship, but before it was called the Ocean Path Fellowship. Is that y- correct? Yeah, that, that that's correct. Yeah, over the past year, we've had a couple exciting updates. One being the name change. So formerly, we were known as the Ocean Path Fellowship. Currently, we've updated our name to the Pathy Foundation Fellowship. And with that update, we've entered a new agreement with the Pathy Foundation, wherein fellows now get $40,000 up from $25,000, which was the previous allotment of money. Okay, wow. Sounds like a great opportunity right there. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves, gentlemen, and uh, your roles at Queen's and the Pathy Fellowship itself. Fantastic. So uh, as you mentioned, my name is J.P. Dobson. I work as the program assistant over at the Pathy Foundation Fellowship. Uh, I wear quite a few hats at the program, uh, one of the most important being kind of promotion and recruitment within the fellowship. Um, And that's kind of why I'm here today to help kind of spread word about the program um, and look for strong applications here at Queen's University. Okay. And how about you? Yeah, I'm uh, Smiley Stuart Langley, a uh, long-time listener, first time on the, on the show here. Welcome. Um, <laughs> so uh, this year I'm actually uh, one of the Ocean Path Fellows, uh, one of the, the final cohort, um, and I'm working in Kingston currently for the next nine months um, doing my initiative. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about the fellowship itself, JP, and what its purpose is. So the, the purpose of the fellowship is kind of twofold. The first, from our point of view, is we're looking to, to develop young Canadian leaders. So we're looking for university students in their final year of studies uh, who are interested in developing their leadership skills. And the second part of that is that we accept applications of ideas around projects to help communities that students have a connection to. So we're looking to develop the candidate as a leader themselves. And then we're also looking for some kind of practical implementation of a community development project somewhere in the world. Okay. Now, Stuart, uh, you mentioned that you are in the last cohort for the Ocean Path Fellowship before the transformation into mm-hmm. the new cohort under Pathy. So you've been a fellow yourself. Uh, what work have you been undertaking? Yeah, so um, I began the fellowship uh, earlier this month of September, and um, I'm going to be working in Kingston uh, with some of the different uh, service um, service providers and community agencies that are 
um, working with people who are homeless, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be helping to facilitate some collaborative solutions and and um, create kind of a, an integration network among service providers. Wonderful. Yeah. So, what inspired your interest in pursuing this type of work? Mm. Well, I, I did my undergraduate degree here at Queens, actually, and um, when I was here, I, I became involved with a few different um, uh, services for for people who are homeless. And one of the things that I found kind of frustrating, or um, we were kind of encountering a lot, was just a lot of people were falling through, falling through the cracks, and um, and there wasn't um, for for people who are chronically homeless, specifically you know men. A lot of times, there's not a lot of um, services out there when they're uh, really kind of um, uh, entering into, you know, reoccurring homelessness and dealing with, you know, addictions and mental illness um, severely. And so um, I saw this opportunity and, and um, it looked like a great, uh, a great um, way to kind of build on some of my community connections during my undergraduate degree and, um, uh, you know, gain some more professional experience and um, continue working with uh, what's, what I'm passionate about. Wonderful. And so what attracted you to the fellowship itself? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the fellowship is, is really an incredible opportunity for graduating students. Um, I mean, there's really no other program like it in Canada where um, they invest so much into you, but at the same time, um, really give you a lot of autonomy in terms of what you're working towards and what you're working on. Um, as well, you know, being able to go um, and work with the, the Cody International Institute, which is, you know, a, a globally renowned um, leader for community development and um, inspiring community change. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to receive training from them during the summer and throughout the year um, was really um, how I saw that, you know, working on my community initiative would have the most amount of impact. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and yeah, it, I, I had talked to some people who were involved with it before or... Um, who had, who had kind of worked with it through Queens and, and they had only amazing things to say. So um, uh, it, it was just very attractive. Okay. And would you say that uh, there was some mentorship opportunities that you found there too? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the greatest parts about the fellowship is um, the amount of support and the amount of, um, you could say, mentorship that you receive. Um, so throughout the year, um, you have meetings with uh, resource staff who are, you know, leading you know experts in, in fields of community development or um you know we we all have like a, a personal development coach who helps us with um you know certain skills we're looking to develop or, or ways that we're looking to grow personally um and then they also help us to identify um you know the connections and relationships we have in our own communities and and how we can um you know f- like find um you know uh, like those community relationships to to i guess make a mentorship when we're during our placement but excellent now, with regarding your project itself, I understand it's uh, largely about finding solutions to chronic homelessness, uh, as you talked about just uh, just a few moments ago, and that sounds like a pretty uh, extraordinary and daunting <laughs> and uh, massive project. Uh, can you tell us about your collaboration with Ryandale mm-hmm. here in Kingston? Uh, maybe for some of our listeners out there may not be aware of what mm-hmm. Ryandale is, but can you talk about it as well as the work that you've uh, that you've done with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, well, one of the parts of the fellowship is that you apply with uh, a community contact. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, a person or or uh, an organization that um, you're going to have a continuing relationship with um, in the past, but also throughout the fellowship. Um, and so my, uh, my community contact um, relationship is with Ryandale Transitional Housing. Mm-hmm. So um, I began uh, becoming involved with Ryandale 
um, in my third year at Queens where they run a transitional housing unit for men who are, um, you know, maybe coming from incarceration or who are living chronically homeless. Um, and, and they work to help them to live sustainably and, and, what we what we found was was uh, we had a lot of success with with their model for um, working with people. So taking a very individualized approach, um, working collaboratively with other service providers, and um, our our goal um, when we looked to apply to this fellowship was to you know be able to have kind of a, a tangible way to um, uh, facilitate some kind of collaborative de- delivery of of services. So. Mm-hmm. Um, acknowledging that people work with, you know, social social service agencies, health service agencies, and that a lot of times um, the organizations themselves don't communicate or um, work together. So, so it's still pretty in the early stages of, of we, you know, we've only got here a couple weeks ago. So, um, we're still really kind of looking to explore what what currently um, people are doing and, mm-hmm. and where um, we can see collaboration and, and where we've seen that in the past. Um, um, but yeah. Okay. So what kinds of new skills and knowledge have you been learning or hope to learn uh, as you move forward with the project and that you might be able to carry forward on your career path? Yeah, um, that's a that's a that's a good question. I think before coming to the fellowship, I I think I kind of had this idea, you know, personal development was, you know, kind of self-help books or something. And and um, I really realized that, um, you know, this kind of growth of, of developing skills for myself or, um, you know, personal growth or personal development will, um, help me to be the most, you know, effective and, and, um, you know, positive leader and I guess change maker in, in my community. Um, so what, what I'm trying to work towards is, um, um, becoming more, you know, confident in my leadership abilities, um, being able to, um, find the different assets in, in communities and, and in, the, in the relationships that I have and mm-hmm. um, the work that we're doing um, as well um, through, you know, the training at the Cody Institute. We learned all about um, community resource mapping, community asset mapping, um, using this model of development called the asset, asset-based community development um, where we uh, don't just look to, um, you know, bring you know, assets to a community or bring an initiative to a community, but really um, from kind of the ground up using what already exists in community to um, have, you know, kind of a sustainable initiative. So I think giving a community development was something that I was always interested in. Um, it's really helped me helped me to kind of contextualize some of the kind of strategies towards community development that uh, I wasn't really previously aware of. Um, and also um, to really apply something hands-on that uh, we could learn about in the classroom. Amazing. Wow. So what's happening next after the ocean path or pathy Mm. for you? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, you know, nine, nine months will go by fast, but, um, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure right as of yet. Um, I'm, I think I might apply to some, uh, some schools to maybe do some graduate or professional studies. Um, I'm, I've loved, I've loved spending time here in Kingston. So, you know, maybe coming back to Kingston for school, at Queens or, or working, um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's not not set in not, stone. Not set in stone, yeah. Well, thank you very much, mm. uh, JP. Let's get into the nitty gritty now. So now we have the new Pathy Fellowship, and I understand applications are in fact coming due quite soon. Can you tell us a little bit about the deadlines and the application process so folks can uh, enter this program and do awesome things just like Stuart here? 
Certainly. So I, I appreciate getting into the nitty gritty because um, the hope of this is to kind of get across the message that one, applications are open now. Uh, they close November 15th. And then after that, you have a week for your three references to submit um, forms that we send them upon your completion of the application. So we look for, uh, with references, an academic, a community, and then also professional reference. Mm -hmm. um, within the application, uh, we accept kind of self-developed self ideas. So we're looking for you to build on kind of existing work similar to the way Stuart built on kind of his work with um, Rindale and mm -hmm. his work kind of within this space already. So we're looking for people with existing relationships around communities that matter to them. Um, and from there, it's about kind of fitting that energy and that, you know, that understanding of that community and an idea on how to improve that community within our application. Our application is relatively straightforward. We ask uh, five kind of core questions on the application. Um, tell us about yourself. Tell, about, tell us about the community uh, you're looking to help. Um, speak a bit to the idea uh, that you're proposing to help this community. And then the final two questions around feasibility. So how are you planning to implement this within the time frame of the fellowship? Mm -hmm. And then the final question is on sustainability. So looking beyond your time as a fellow over the calendar year. How does this project last beyond that? Whether that's you kind of staying on within the project, who does this project get transitioned over to if you are not staying on and continuing work on this project, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So from there, applications, like I, I said, due November 15th, um, references due a week after. We select up to 20 candidates, bring them to Montreal at the end of January for an for a day and a half of a selection process where we do interviews, see how people work um, kind of within small groups, some other things. Um, and from that, kind of within the week, uh, candidates are notified. We select up to 12 every year. So mm -hmm. candidates are notified by the first week of February whether or not they've been accepted into the fellowship. Okay. How do people actually apply and who is eligible to do so? Fantastic. So people apply um, through our website, pathyfellowship.com. Mm -hmm. um, you can check us out. Um, we're also on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, all of those. You, you, you'll be able to kind of follow that through to our website. Mm -hmm. The actual application is on our website, as I mentioned. And then for the eligibility component, we are looking for students in their final year of studies. Um, the big focus there is that you're completed... Um, all kind of academic requirements by the start of the fellowship, which is June, the start of June. So we're looking for students that are completing studies kind of in the fall or spring terms. Um, eligibility requirements also include that you're under 30 years of age, are a Canadian citizen or a permanent resident. Okay, great. And um, in terms of the fellowship commitment that folks like Stuart uh, um, commit to and yourself in the past as well, uh, what does the fellowship commitment work? How does it work in practice? So the fellowship commitment uh, moving forward with our new agreement and the upping and funding is that we're expecting fellows to have a full-time commitment throughout the calendar year. Mm -hmm. So fellows um, come in January and as Stu Stuart mentioned, excuse me, in June, um, fellows come to the Cody Institute where they do a three-week kind of intensive crash course essentially on 
how to specifically run their community project, but more in general, some themes and topics and practical tools on how to implement a community-based project. That takes place in the first three weeks of June. From there, you enter kind of a planning phase, so kind of flushing out all of these things you were introduced to over those three weeks. You come back at the end of August for a co-collaborative week mm -hmm. with our program supervisor. And from there, the implementation of the project essentially runs from September to May of, of the following year. So it, it runs pretty similar to an academic year. Uh, we did that intentionally because a lot of people use this as either a springboard into kind of further kind of either master's or doctoral level kind of studies. Um, so that's that's our timeline with kind of the last week in May being a debrief week where fellows come back, kind of speak about their experiences, do some formal presentations, and then look at next steps forward past the fellowship. Okay. So Stuart talked a little bit about this earlier in terms of mentorship opportunities. How does mentorship continue through the uh, calendar year, if you will, as folks are spread out in their various communities working on their projects? What does that look like? So, so there's a couple elements around mentorship. We actually tend not to use the word mentorship specifically. We use the term resource people to kind of describe the relationships between the fellows and then community development experts mm -hmm. um, within specific fields um, okay. that are staff at the Cody Institute. Mm -hmm. uh, each fellow is paired up with um, two to three um, resource people, depending on their area of expertise. You know, we have people um, with expertise on Indigenous issues, microfinance, asset-based development, um, and the list goes on. Okay. So that's that's one component of kind of um, support within the fellowship. The two core people within the fellowship when it comes to um, tangible resources throughout the time and community are um, our personal development coach, Victoria, mm -hmm. who works with, work with each fellow on an individual basis, developing a, a leadership plan, um, that looks at who they want to be moving forward, um, what they want to bring to this world, um, and then also bring that back to kind of the day-to-day. -day. So kind of what are the practical things you're doing to um, work towards that goal? That goes into a larger principle, we believe, at the fellowship, which is fellows are their best tools in community. So so we, we dedicate um, an entire kind of uh, staff member um, around making sure fellows are at the best um, kind of um, level they can be while in community. The other uh, person, the, the main person to this fellowship is Adam Bain Clay, the program mm -hmm. supervisor. Um, he focuses both on the personal side of things with fellows, making sure, you know, um, fellows are at their best, but also on the project side. So um, intermittently throughout the year, Victoria and, and Adam both check in. Um, Adam, usually his check-ins are focused around the project implementation, so checking back on the goals the fellow has developed for their project specifically. Um, and these check-ins are kind of reflection-based, so there's kind of a initial document you, you send to Adam, and that is the basis for kind of really a, a conversation around how things are going, how the community is reacting to the work you're doing, how are you leveraging assets within the community, etc. So those are kind of the core of staff members uh, fellows are provided. The last thing I'll touch on is the cohort itself. Okay. So we put a lot of focus on 
and co within the cohort learning between um, individual fellows. So every year we have kind of a, a number of exceptional individuals within the program. And, you know, all of them are working on very unique projects. All of them are very unique themselves. And what we find is there's this baseline, um, uh, surely, of wanting to do good within this world and wanting to do good within their community. So we, we find there's quite a bit of learning new perspectives that are introduced within the fellowship um, through the cohort itself. So we we kind of instill that as well, that there, there's kind of a dependency between individuals within the cohort on, on making sure their projects move forward. All right. And I guess one thing we haven't touched on yet, uh, how is the fellowship funded? So the project is funded through the Pathy Family Foundation, which is a foundation, foundation based out of Montreal. Um, extremely generous donors, as, as we mentioned earlier, the funding we've up from $25,000 to $40,000. That came through a lot of conversation on, uh, you know, what what is feasible, what is appropriate, especially in, you know, the Canadian context. So we wanted to make sure that people applying uh, to do projects in Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver would have enough funding available to actually implement their projects. Mm -hmm. uh, with, with the funding, um, one thing which is, which is pretty rare in this space is that the funders are ex exceptionally hands-off. Um, so they believe putting fellows within this unique position of having essentially complete autonomy over where that funding goes, what direction they take their projects in, is really the best way to foster leadership moving forward. Mm -hmm. So the the kind of outcomes or objectives kind of directed towards us through the, the foundation are, are very limited, um, which we're really grateful for. Mm -hmm. The foundation has kind of a very long-term plan of, of what they see as results based out of this project, as in they're looking for results, you know, 10, 20 years down the line of individuals coming through this program and taking with them skills, tools to, one, continue learning and growing as an individual throughout their life, um, but then also to make tangible impact and see the results within communities. Okay, wonderful. And I guess, uh, where can folks find out more information about the Pathy Fellowship itself? So specific here to Queen's University, we have a university contact person. Uh, their email is pathyfellowship at queensu.ca. Uh, myself, my email, pathyfellowship at stfx.ca, both great ways to kind of directly connect with us. The other ways are through social media, as I mentioned, Pathy, mm -hmm. Pathy Fellowship on Twitter, Pathy Fellowship on Instagram, and then Pathy Foundation Fellowship on Facebook. Um, and I mentioned the website as well, www.pathyfellows.ca. Mm -hmm. uh, these are all great ways to connect. Um, last thing I'll mention about my role is that I work with potential applicants one-on-one. -on -one. So if you are hearing this, have an idea, but aren't really sure kind of next <laughs> steps forward, I would encourage you to reach out um, and let's start a conversation on what uh, your Ocean Path experience, excuse me, Pathy Foundation experience could look like. Awesome. All right. And uh, we'll end the program, I think, with another question for Stuart. So, Stuart, why do you think graduating students ought to apply? I mean, I think uh, if you're someone who, you know, is looking to um, grow personally, you know, you have a, a strong connection and you, you want to see, um, you know, change or you want to see what could happen if you really applied yourself to something you're passionate about for a year, 
um, at the same time still have the support and the resources to um, to uh, to be successful um, without completely being on your own. Um, I think this is this is the best experience in Canada, um, and uh, I, I would recommend to anybody. And you know, I've told as many people as I could, my siblings, everybody that uh, I can that you know, it's it's such an incredible opportunity for. Um, for you to to have to have it's also having the feeling of people investing in you and um, investing in your community and um, and being able to uh, you know hopefully at the end of the year see see the results of that yeah I'm not, I'm not a salesman but uh, hopefully that's pretty convincing <laughs> I feel convinced unfortunately I'm too old <laughs> and too old to qualify myself but it just sounds like a fantastic project and and a and a great opportunity for young folks out there to uh make their mark on the community but also develop uh um, their resource base, uh, contacts, uh, a, a fair amount of experience and a fair amount of vision moving forward along your own career paths while, again, making that mark in the community too. Mm. Congratulations to you on your fellowship Thanks. and best wishes uh, through its completion and do keep in touch. <laughs> keep us informed. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having us on. So, yes, thank you, Stuart Langley and J.P. Dobson uh, for joining us here on CFRC here on Campus Beat on CFRC 101.9 FM. It's been a real pleasure. Cheers. Thanks for having us.